You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level 3. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Renzi. It affects the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between slowing it down. Let's uh, let's kick it on the diamond uh, right now. Chris Bassett is cautious and aware after taking a 100-mile-per-hour line drive to the head. He was carted off the field and taken to the hospital. But as we stated, he is conscious and he is aware. Uh, but, man, it's not good. Oakland got drilled literally and figuratively. um, Bassett got drilled. They got drilled in the baseball game. And you have to wonder about Bassett moving forward uh, right now. How long is he going to be out for? Is he going to be the same when he comes back? Is he going to be worried about getting hit in the head uh, again? So our our best wishes with Bassett. We wish him a a speedy, speedy recovery. And I don't just say that because I have the the athletics to win a division. (laughs) But, hey, they were plus 460. You can't win them all. Uh, you can't win them all, but we wish uh, we wish him a speedy uh, recovery. We're glad that it's not worse, that he is conscious, that he is aware right now. Uh, so listen, the uh, the Yankees are conscious and they're aware. Yankees sweep the Boston Red Sox. Pretty big-time stuff. And we'll check in with the standings after, and then we'll compare the standings to the updated odds as well. But just get you caught up to date what happened on the diamond tonight to set the stage for the standings. Yankees showing their resiliency. You know, they've had a ton of injuries. Doesn't matter. They fought through this. I think Boone deserves credit for this. People like to criticize Boone when they don't do well. But, you know, and we talked about it earlier in the season. The Yankees' problems have never been managerial, right? They've been player-related. The players either strike out or everybody's hurt or they don't pitch right. Like, nothing's ever come together for them at once, this baseball team. And that's not the manager's fault. The man, you know, Boone's did a, you know, Boone's not the problem. And I got to be honest, I question the hiring of Boone at the time, but I think Boone's done a good job with the Yankees, and I don't think the Yankees don't win because of Boone. 
All right, so big, big sweep for the New York Yankees, man. As far as confidence moving forward, they're, you know, they just picked up two games in, in one afternoon, even though it's stupid 14-inning stuff. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're not winning uh, at the right time right now. Blue Jays got that little pop when they went back home. They went 9-2, and two, but now, you know, they're just stumbling on the road right now. And they'll go back home and they'll win some games and they'll tease people. But ultimately, the Blue Jays are going to fall short. The Braves are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Uh, the Orioles are setting new records of futility here. And I'm kicking myself for just not laying the alternate run line. As... Guys, the Baltimore Orioles coming into tonight and lost 12 consecutive games, so make it, uh, make it a lucky 13. Or in their case, an unlucky 13. So the Orioles have lost um, now 13 games in a row. They have been outscored by 87 runs. All right? They've been outscored by 87 runs. They came into tonight being outscored by 77 runs in 12 games. So make it 87. For the record, it's the worst run um, differential margin in a losing streak in the modern era. So in other words, the Orioles are playing like the worst baseball in the history of baseball right now. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Rage. It's level three. I am Renzi. You think we're done? Wrong. We're not done. Ben Kercheval is going to step up and in and join us from CBSSports.com. We'll talk college football with Ben a lot of baseball stuff to get to. Chris Bassett gets hit in the head uh, tonight, but he is conscious and he is aware. We wish him the best. I do wonder. I do wonder, though. If, you know, when's he coming back? Is you know, he's not probably not going to pitch his next start, right? When's he coming back? And when he comes back, is there going to be a hesitancy on the hill, knowing and being a concern? You know, sometimes it happens to guys. The Blue Jays lose George Springer again. Uh, whatever. The Jays are all but done right now. All right, the Jays are all but done right now. Speaking of all but done, we'll speaking of all the, the meet the Mets. Yeah, man, poor Mr. Met. Poor Mr. Met. Man, things were going so well for the Mets, but anybody that follows the Mets and anybody that uh, follows this program knows that something as bad was going to happen to the Mets. That's why we jumped in on the Phillies. That's why we jumped in on the Braves to win the division. And the collapse is nearly complete. Because, listen, this thing is like a pendulum. It's going to go back and forth and stuff. And Atlanta are hot right now, but Atlanta aren't going to play at this pace. Atlanta are, what, 13-2? and two? Was it was 13-2 and two in the last 15, whatever the hell it is. Like, the Braves are rolling right now. And I remember before, the Phillies were rolling, right? And I expected the Phillies to stumble a little bit. But you got to believe the Braves will stumble a little bit eventually as well. But I don't think it'll matter for the Mets because the Mets might be too far back when it's all said and done. Uh, the Dodgers win, but they blow the run line tonight. Uh, Dodgers win. That bullpen, man. Uh, that bullpen. I tell you what. Like, people talk about David Price. You'd like to see him give him an extra inning. But David Price has been incredibly consistent <laughs> for the Dodgers. <laughs> like, what he started. He basically goes, like, four and two-thirds and gives up two runs. It's like, listen, dude, if we can get this to, like, five in a, and two runs, we're doing a lot better here for the $220 million we're giving you. But I actually like David Price. I think Price is going to help the Dodgers. And you know what? The Dodgers don't care about your run line play, and they don't care about my run line play. And I'm wearing a Dodger jersey right now. They should care. Why don't you care? They don't. Why? Because it's cold-ass world, man. And we're not the center of the universe. Cupcake. Oh, I lost my bet. It's about me. 
they don't care about the run line. They won the game. We care if they don't bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. you got enough to do already i do that's why i use ship same day delivery to keep up with my busy life they know the snacks i like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter i can get deliveries at home on set or even when i'm away on vacay and my personal shopper amber she's got my back as in she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf shipped delight in every delivery learn more at ship.com slash high To Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Oh yeah. Settle down, mean gene. Let's do this thing. The late night anger management class continues. I am Gabriel Morant. So we're throwing it down. Sirius XM channel 204. Sports Grid Radio Networks. Um, all right. Let, let's let's look at the baseball uh, stuff. I, you know, I got my Twitter uh, page open here. And it's like, is it me or is like Twitter getting dumber by the day? Twitter's getting dumber by the day. It's like it's just you feel stupider after spending a couple of minutes on this stuff. I started off with like cutting cable news out of my life, and it's been a good uh, been a good deal. And uh, now it's like social media, same thing. It's nothing like it's actually repulsive. <laughs> like, like it's, you know, I you get you get more done though in a day, right? You get more done in a day, and it's hard not to get sucked in in this stuff, like the 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 outrage of the day or whatever, right? But it's just like you read stuff. I like I wake up, I look at the sports sites, and then after a couple months, I'm like, oh boy, let me look at Twitter. I look at Twitter and I scroll through, and I'm not even talking about people's stuff saying me, but I'm just scroll through everything, and I'm like, my God, like I've just read like a thousand tweets and nothing was interesting. Everything was just either a dumb joke, an anti-vax, a pro-vax, a whatever. It was just like everyone's a military expert now, foreign policy. Everyone's an expert on everything. It's just like, oh God, so. Let's live in our little bubble here and talk about baseball. Right, let's talk about the baseball standings. And uh, that's right, Degenerate Dean. Thank you, Degenerate Dean. Although I like you, Degenerate Dean, and you admitted your mistake after. But that's why I don't like asking people, because people are always wrong. <laughs> yeah, we have some crew during the day today. We got like 18 people in that booth in New York. I don't know what the hell any of them do. It's like we're asked a simple question. Uh, we couldn't get an answer. We're like It's like, I could have found it, but I'm trying to host the damn show. Cam wasn't a lot of help uh, either. And uh, Degenerate Dean answers. <laughs> yeah, I just did. Yes. You ain't awake. Yes. That's all good. <laughs> no, I say we'll bring it up tomorrow. <laughs> no, but Cam's getting all mad at everyone else. So, Matthias... I, asked, I was like, what's the damn point spread for a game? I couldn't find it, all right? 
on FanDuel. So I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see it, man. And I'm like, what's the number? I don't see it up. And Cam's like, I don't know. So Cam's guessing the number. So I said, all right, I'll find this. <laughs> and so Cam made zero effort to find it, right? Cam's like, Cam starts guessing. I, I think it's this. So, so like, I said, all right, I said, hold on, I'll find it. So I did find it, but I said, I said, all right, it's 10 and a half. I said, but I said, I don't know if it's still 10 and a half. I said, I want to like see what it's currently at. And it was just stone cold silence everywhere, right? So, you know, we have a bunch of bozos in our chat. No one's like even paying attention or anything. They're all talking to each other about God knows what, right? So no one's like, man, I'm on my own here. <laughs> I'm starting to get mad, Matthias, for real, right? So I got you. to the point that's you, where I, bro, that's you. <laughs> no, I was mad for real at this point. I was thinking, I was like, God, man, these guys are idiots. Like, I was thinking, like, really, what do you people do? I was like, what do you people do? So, so I was like, you know what? We'll ask someone on Twitter. Uh, and I figured this, I got, I, I, I'm moving on for this because I'm going to start smashing things. So I'm like, I'm going to just throw this out on Twitter and I'll find out. And then Degenerate Dean was one of the first people to answer. And he was proud of himself for answering. And then he responds after Matthias and he goes, oh, he goes, oh, my bad. This link I sent you was from the game in 2015. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> like, at that point, I'm like, all right, guys, let's just drop the subject. I'm sure I brought it up. <laughs> and the best is my Twitter starts blowing up, man, with different numbers. Uh, oh, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it's this here, it's there. And, uh, but we, we got the consensus. All right? We're living at 10 and a half. We're living at 10 and a half. <laughs> it was too good, though. So she, it, was, it was a funny moment. It was, uh, it, was, it was a funny moment. And Cam's a great guy, and he's a funny guy, but he's not the best, like, Google searcher, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm usually pretty good. I can do something in, like, 10 seconds, even when I'm talking and stuff. But it was one of those deals, Matthias, where, you know, like, when you try to talk and just sort of keep doing it and be casual about it? You know what I mean? So I'm looking into the camera, and I'm sort of typing. I'm looking for the odds. But after about three or four minutes of this, bro, I just lost it. I was like, I can't take this anymore. Like, it happened to me in the bank yesterday, too. I went into the bank, and due to COVID, I had to wait outside, right? So there's people, like, in line, but, you know what I mean? They're all spaced out, but it wasn't even that many people. And, you know, when you look at people and you just know they're going to take a long time? And I, I'm a good judge of people, so there was some hot, like, chick in, like, Lululemon pants and stuff, and um, I looked at her right away, and I was like, oh, God, she's going to be a problem. Because I looked at the amount of tellers and stuff, and I checked. I looked, and I looked at the girl ahead. I was like, all right, yeah, you're hot, but whatever. I know you're going to – I know this is going to be a circus when you get to the counter, isn't it? Lo and behold, it was. She's, her bank card didn't work. I could hear her. Her bank card didn't work, which I believe her because the stupid bank bank cards never worked. Her stupid microchip sucks. So I believed her about that. But then she started bitching about other stuff. And, but she didn't have any ID. And even I know, it's like, listen, you're not going to go far asking. Then she started really getting into it. And then, you know, it's the worst. And I like elderly people, too. I, I got no, you know what I mean? But there was a hot chick and an elderly lady. 
And I was like, dear God, this could not be any worse. Because the hot chick is going to bitch, and the elderly lady is going to take a long time. And God, was I right. So I'm standing there, and I'm really starting to rage inside, but I'm not saying anything, because what am I going to do? Like, it's not the old lady or the hot chick's fault. So I'm just standing there, and then, I don't know, man, somebody spilt like a Starbucks something somewhere. I didn't even see it happen. I just look over, and then there's Buddy mopping it up and stuff. And I'm standing there forever, and that Buddy tells me, I'm sorry, thanks for your patience. We're understaffed, and, uh, you know, somebody spilled something. So it turns out, so I'm standing there, and I said, yeah, no problem. I, I was like, yeah, it's all right, because once again, what am I going to do? Yell at the guy for mopping up the floor? So I didn't know, though. That guy was the bank manager. And... Um, of course, I got him. And of course, of all guys. And so anyways, you ever go into a bank, man, and they start interrogating you, right? And then I became like the girl. I started bitching about my bank card. My ATM card never works. I said, your ATM card sucks. He starts blaming me. He goes, do you put your cell phone near it or magnets? And I said, what is this, a hotel in Vegas? What are you talking about? Like, card and magnets. That's the first thing and I thought like, of. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, he goes, do you have any magnets? I'm like, magnets? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, did you put your cell phone? And I said, that shouldn't matter. And I said, no, I did it. And I said, your card sucks. And I sort of, I, I was nice though. I said, listen, and I even stressed. I said, I don't have any problem with your bank. So I made a point of saying that. I said, I don't have a problem with your bank, but your cards suck. And I said, they're faulty and everyone knows they're faulty because I go and I use this and they're always telling me that there's a problem with this branch's cards. And he goes, no, he goes, maybe it's you. And then I had a problem. And I said, like, what? And he goes to your magnet and magnet and phone and stuff. And I said, no, your card sucks, man. And then he asked for ID. So I put my ID down, but he didn't like the type of ID. He goes, do you have any other ID? And then I said to him, do you want my fingerprints as well? And I put my thumb down on the, on the counter. And things sort of escalated from there. Late night anger master class continues, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Craft continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lorenz, and we're kicking it on Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio Networks. And of course, we're breaking down the college football futures. Our portfolio continues to grow. Let's bring in uh, Ben Kercheval right now from CBSSports.com to talk some SEC football. Ben, welcome to the Rage. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us tonight. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. 
So let's start off uh, when we're talking SEC football. Obviously, we're going to start off uh, with the Crimson Tide. And it seems like Yogi Berra once said, it's deja vu all over again. Every year at this time of the year, people will say, man, they lost a lot. They lost the coordinator. They lost offensive linemen. They've lost quarterbacks. Maybe this is the year that Alabama take a step back. And if you look at this year, they really have lost a lot. Mac Jones, no longer there. Najee Harris, no longer there. The Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, no longer there. Some people think Waddle's better than Smith. No longer there. P2, Sertan, no longer there. But one guy that is still there is Nick Saban, Ben. And I tell you what, people have gone broke thinking that Alabama are going to take a step back because they've lost half their team to the NFL, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they're loaded up again this year. You lose Jalen Waddle, you lose Devontae Smith. Oh, look at that. You got John Mechie third back for another year. Like, you got another guy who's probably going to be, you know, a day one wide receiver pick. They have a good tight end, too. Bryce Young probably is, is going to have a breakout year. They got a, a left tackle, Evan Neal, who is, I think, probably going to be a top 10 pick, too. Uh, so they're just replacing guys with more first round potential dudes. And, you know, as long as they're out there, slinging the ball around and they have guys at wide receiver who are speedy and can go deep and can get yards after the catch. Uh, they're they're going to be very difficult to stop. And, you know, they're, they're number one again, something like six of the past seven years. Uh, but, you know, the history says that if you start the season, number one, the chances of you actually winning the national championship later on are pretty slim to none. So, you know, they're going to be in the running. Can you do it again? That's, that's going to be tough. I think there are a couple teams out there that have the roster, capable of competing with them. Ben Kirchival uh, with uh, CBSSports.com. So their win total on the season is 11 and a half. And Ohio State's win total is 11 and a half. So obviously conference championship games, bowl games, uh, playoff games, etc. don't matter. Uh, don't count for people tuning in. So it's a 12-game regular season. And I'm thinking, man, that's a tough bet at even money, that a team is going to go undefeated. And Alabama, even though they win, they seem to win the championship all the time. They don't go undefeated all the time. But... The more I looked at Alabama's schedule, the more that I soaked in the SEC, I started to realize I'm not going to place this bet. I'm going to stand my ground, though. I think Ohio State stumbles, and I want to get back to the SEC, but we're jumping into the Big Ten for a second here. But let's look at Ohio State and the talent that they've lost. Is it the same situation? Do they just reload in the same way? But my deal with Ohio State is, Ben, their win total is 11.5. Their schedule is tougher to me. I think Penn State can beat them. I think Indiana can beat them. Hell, I think the Ducks have a chance uh, in week two against them. And God knows maybe Michigan will show up one of these years against these guys. But I think there's a better chance that Ohio State lose a game in the regular season in Alabama. Would you agree with that? Ooh, I don't know. I, they are... Buckeyes are loaded. We talk about how great Alabama's wide receivers have been in recent years, and they are. They're very, very good, and they're going to have a good crop this year. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson might be wide receiver one and two in the country, at least going into week one. And C.J. Stroud probably going to be the guy at quarterback. He's one of three five-stars they have there. I think slinging the ball around for them is going to be pretty effortless. The teams that you mentioned that could beat them, I'm 100% with you on Penn State. I think athletically, they're the team that matches up the best. Indiana, I, I don't know that I'm quite buying the repeat in, in, in the way that maybe some people are in the preseason. I think they're going to be very good. I think Tom yeah, Allen's yeah. an excellent coach, but, but I don't know that I quite buy that. I don't even know if I fully buy Oregon. You know, Anthony Brown's going into to, you know, this season for the Ducks, presumably the number one guy, but they got a kid, Ty Thompson, who's a five-star freshman, 
coming in. They're really high on him in preseason practice. I'm wondering if that ends up being a quarterback change at some point. I, Kayvon Thibodeau is very good, but, you know, is he going to win that game by himself? I just – I think we're going to find that Ohio State and Oregon – in a game between two very, very good teams, I think Ohio State's going to be on a much different level um, once that game's actually played. So you're talking really at this point about is there an off weekend for the Buckeyes? And that's where those 11 and a half become yeah. very tricky because yeah. could anybody have an off game? Sure, but there's every reason to believe. Like, what do you feel safer doing? Do you feel safer taking the over or do you feel safer taking the under? I would probably feel safer just always, almost always taking the field and taking the under on it because you're just assuming that you can't be perfect every single week. That's what I'm sort of looking at. And it's funny, that you, you know, you brought up the Duck game, obviously. So are the Ducks, are the Ducks the team to beat in the Pac-12, in your opinion, or do you have your, your reservations? Is it Herm Edwards' time? Is it ASU and Daniels' time? Well, we'll see if Herm Edwards is the coach at the end of the year with this NCAA investigation that could be coming down the pipe. I, I think you look oh back over. Oh, what, boy. <laughs> well, you're looking, you're looking at the allegations there, and we all know that recruiting violations, you know, not a lot of people typically care about that. But when it's a dead period, everybody knew that there was a dead period. It's not like you can go, oh, we didn't know that that was a thing. Like, <laughs> clearly chose to do that. So I'm not so 100% convinced that Herm Edwards is going to survive the season. Um, but it's going to be interesting to watch them kind of navigate through everything that's going on because I, I do think they have a very good team. But I, I don't know that that is a real sure thing. I will never trust USC under Clay Helton ever. No, I don't. I they, they might be a good team, <laughs> but I will never trust them other than the last seven minutes of a fourth quarter. That's about the only time you can trust them to do anything. So Oregon to me feels like the most complete team, but Pac-12 always feels a little bit more wide open. Um, you know, the team that I, out of that conference that I really have my eye on is UCLA. I don't know if they're good enough to actually win it, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if everything finally came together for Chip Kelly and the Bruins this year, and they, they ended up winning like eight or nine games, something like that. Uh, ben, what do you think about Missouri? They had a 5-5 five and five season last year. The oddsmakers have them. Their win total set at 7.5. And, and I know they've got, you know, they've got the quarterback back. And, uh, you know, he's a stud and a you know, new coaching staff. But that's quite a big jump from five and five to getting to uh, to eight and four. What's what, what 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 was your prediction on the Missouri Tigers coming? Because I'm thinking, but their schedule is manageable, isn't it? The schedule is manageable. So are they a seven and five team or are they an eight and four team? Or are they a nine and three team? What's your take on the Tigers? Usually not a lot of difference between seven and five and nine and three. And, and not all of those records are, are always created equally. So could they be upper, yeah, you know, yeah. upper half SEC East team? Yeah, actually, I think they might be the surprise team uh, in that division. I mean, Kentucky's, you know, you're going to get great defense out of the Wildcats. Is, is the offense really any different this year with Will Levis at quarterback? Tennessee, South Can't Carolina, worse, Vanderbilt. Ben. Can't yeah. Be worse. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, if they had a wide receiver playing quarterback and winning yeah, games, yeah, I guess yeah. it can't be worse. But you know, bottom half of that division is kind of a tire fire at the moment. So, I, I, to me, Missouri's team number three out of the East, probably closer to Florida than Florida is to Georgia at this moment. So we got a couple more minutes with Ben Kirchhoff, uh, CBSSports.com. So Kirby Smart has done as good job as anybody recruiting, but honestly, so did Mark Richt in, in the old days as well, and. Yeah, I, I don't know how long the patience will, will be there with the Georgia faithful until they start looking at Kirby and saying enough recruiting and start winning. Their win total is 10 and a half. 
and you know, they open up with Clemson, so they lose that game. There's no room for error from there on out. Is that too ambitious? A ten and a half. And who do you got right now? It's still early, so not an official pick. But who are you leaning yeah. with with Clemson, Georgia? Because I'm leaning with the Tigers. Yeah, you know, I'll give you the pick. I'll take the Tigers too. Yeah. I'll go ahead and give you the pick straight up right now. I think I think Clemson wins that game. I, I really love, I like what Georgia's bringing back. Uh, like what they're bringing back on defense. They bring in a guy, Tyke Smith, from West Virginia. He's a player. He's going to be a Sunday guy. And, and so they just keep ro- reloading. But, you know, we keep hearing about the, the new offense. Todd Munkin coming in, second year. They finally have an offseason, right? I mean, last year you're trying to break in new yeah. quarterback, new offense coordinator with COVID. And that's, you know, results at least early on, predict, I think, were kind of predictable. And then JT Daniels takes over late in the year. And they have some great raw skill at wide receiver, but. Man, no George Pickens now. Arik Gilbert is, is taking a lead for personal reasons, and that's on top of the academic stuff that he was already trying to get through. So who, who's going to be that guy catching the ball for, for Georgia? And they have some options. I'm not saying they're de- devoid of talent, but when we look at where the game is right now, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, uh, Clemsons of the world, I mean, you've got to be able to absolutely sling it around and score at will and I'm not saying Georgia doesn't have the potential to do it. It's just I kind of need to, to see it first. So for me, they're going to be one of those teams that, man, I think they're going to have a very good year again. But if you're giving me 10 and a half and I don't think they're going to be Clemson week one, you're right. That doesn't leave a lot of room for error. I might take that. I might take that 10 on the under. Ben Kirchival with us. All right, Ben, we got about two minutes before we get you out of here. What do you make of Texas A&M? What's your assessment of these guys? Are they reloading? Are they taking a step back? People seem to think that they're just going to sort of start to, you know, that they're building something here, that there isn't the step back coming uh, this year. The odds makers don't really see it. They've got them listed at nine and a half win total this year. What's your take on the Aggies on the way out here? It's, the answer to the question is, is probably another question, and that is, do you believe in Haynes King? Do you believe that's sort of the Jameis Winston for, for Jimbo Fisher in, in with the Aggies, right? He comes in, retro freshman. Kellen Mond was very good. High floor college kid. Uh, might end up being a pretty decent backup in the NFL. But is Haynes King a guy who's going to elevate the ceiling even more? They got some good pass catchers. They got a great running back and Isaiah Spiller. Ton of dudes coming back on defense. Fisher does not really play the same type of ball that you know Alabama does and, and LSU wants to do. It's just Auburn. It's a little bit of a different style. Doesn't mean you can't win with it. It's just what's the ceiling on that with a brand new quarterback? If you think that Haynes King is the kind of guy who's going to go in there and throw for you know three thousand, maybe almost four thousand yards in a season, then I, I think the ceiling on the Aggies is very high. So probably second best team in the West. You know, battling right there with LSU. Ben Kirchival with us. Ben, look forward to talking football with you again. And props to you. I miss your XFL coverage. You're one of the only guys out there. I love betting on the XFL. And uh, I love reading your XFL work uh, years ago. Keep up the great work over at CBSSports.com. Thanks, Ben. Lost in a sea of st- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.
<laughs> I just can't live without rage at all. <laughs> The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi kicking it. Thanks to Ben Kirchhoff for joining us on the program. Love talking college football. We're now just uh, 10 days away uh, from the start of the regular season. Start breaking down the games. We'll start getting into more of the conferences. We're focusing in on the win totals. And I'm getting close to pulling the trigger. Um, let, me, um, let me do some work overnight and we'll confirm this tomorrow. All right, then we're going to get back with more NFL. When it's all said and done, I think we'll probably have about 20 picks between the college football futures, maybe a couple of college conference division winners or conference outright winners. You know, a lot of the conferences, they, you know, the it's kind of predictable. There's a couple of them that I think are bettable uh, that we'll dive into. But I want to get you caught up to date uh, with uh, what's going on in Major League Baseball. And I swear, I went to three different websites just to confirm, because I would have sworn the Mets were going to be further than four and a half back right now, but that's what they are. They're four and a half back uh, right now of, of first place. So let's get the standings, and then we'll get you the odds. And we talked about this earlier. <clears throat> Massive day for the New York Yankees today. It's been a big couple of weeks for the Yankees. They lost that, ha- they lost that Field of Dreams game, but whatever. They bounced back nicely. Um, they're on a five-game win streak. They've been lighting it up for the last three weeks. They're playing good baseball at an important time. They've shown a resiliency. Their backs were against the wall. They were left for dead on a couple of occasions. Now, I'm not telling you the Yankees are a great team, but they're not going away. And suddenly, they're suddenly tied with the Boston Red Sox. Like, things are not going well for the Red Sox, as we know. And... Man, 14 innings, two games, man. It's, it's like 14 innings, and it counts for two games, right? The Yankees could not have done better. So the Yankees are suddenly, um, the Yankees suddenly have a slight better winning percentage, 567 to 566 over Boston, but they're essentially tied both five back at Tampa uh, right now. Tampa, whatever, Tampa just keep doing their thing. Um, but, you know, massive for the Yankees. Uh, the Blue Jays are in trouble. The Blue Jays are four and six in their last 10. They got that bump when they went back to Toronto and it went 9-2, and two, but the Blue Jays, Blue Jays are fading right now. Blue Jays are fading, and suddenly, suddenly this gets real for the Oakland Athletics. Bassett gets hit in the face tonight. How long is he going to be out for? They're on a three-game losing streak right now. You know, not to mention, too, that, you know, they lost to Texas. They lost two or three to Texas. And even though they're 16 games over 500, suddenly they're they're in a little bit of trouble when it comes to the wild card, but they're only two and a half games back at the Houston Astros right now. As the Astros have lost three in a row. Things are interesting. Normally, like when football arrives, like, wow, well, people sort of, you know, tune away from baseball a little bit, but they, you know, this is it's pretty intriguing for those of us that have been following it uh, all season long. So as, as far as the wild card is concerned right now, guys, we've got a three-way tie. We've got a three-way tie, and of course, we've got two spots. Oakland, the Yankees, and Boston are now tied. The Blue Jays, listen, I'm writing the Blue Jays off, but you can't write them off yet. They're four back of the wild card, and Seattle are four back of the wild card. All right, but we saw Seattle don't even want to win, and the Blue Jays don't know how to win. All right, so I'm not saying, and I, I said this earlier about the Blue Jays. 
watch the Blue Jays. They'll linger around here. They'll go back to Toronto. They'll win a bunch of games again, right? They'll win a bunch of games and they'll sort of get back in this thing. But I don't view the Blue Jays as serious contenders in the big picture. I think the Yankees have separated themselves a little bit from them. And, um, I, you know, I think Boston, Boston are fading, but I don't think Tampa are going anywhere. And I'm not sure the Blue Jays are going to catch the Oakland Athletics. So that, that's the standings right now. Let's check in with the updated division, uh, division numbers, overnight uh, numbers right now. Let's start off. Uh, let's start off in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays. We got a piece of the race to win. We got in when it was like minus one forty. The Rays are now minus two ten. The Boston Red Sox, crazy. The Red Sox have been favored all year. They're plus four forty right now. The Yankees are plus four forty to win a division, and the Blue Jays are now twenty two to one to win a division. So when I talk about the Blue Jays being done, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like. They're, they're battling for a wild card. Like, that's case closed, and they're in trouble as far as that's concerned now. As far as the American League West is concerned, we got in on the Oakland Athletics at plus 460. It went down to plus 390. It's currently plus 420 uh, right now. I'm not loving this, but Houston aren't invincible, and Houston aren't running away with this. So Houston are minus 650, to win a division, even though they're only up two and a half games on the athletics. But we should note, as everybody knows by now, Chris Bassett got hit in the head with a 100-mile-an-hour uh, line drive tonight. Other well, In the National League, let's just check this. Let's check the, the updated odds here in the National League East. But we'll get into the standings. We know the Mets are now four and a half back. But what's interesting is the Cincinnati Reds are tracking down San Diego right now. That's something to keep your eye on. And a team that we've all sort of written off and no one talks about, they're only four back of the wild card. They could go on a run, and they have gone on a run, but that's the thing. Have they gone on a run to get sort of back in it, but it's not enough? And that's St. Louis. That's St. Louis. So the wild, let, let's start off with the, 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 uh, the division uh, divisions here in the National League. All right, so the National League East, the Atlanta Braves, these guys are killing it right now. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. I think they're like 13-2 and two now in their last, uh, no, is it 10-12? and 12? No, so 11-2 uh, in the last 13. 11-2 and two in the last 13, the Braves. It's all off the top of my head, but whatever. It's close. <laughs> it's real. Uh, believe it, baby. Um, anyways, they're hot as hell. 8-2 and two in the last 10 is factual, but I think they're 11-2 in the last 13. They won five in a row. Merrill brought it up earlier when you look at the National League East. And run differential isn't everything because a couple of blowouts can skew it. But when you play this many games, run differential can be a little bit of a barometer here. And to put it in perspective, Atlanta have outscored their opponents by 83 runs. Philadelphia are minus 19. (laughs) Think about that. Philadelphia have been outscored by 19 runs on the season. The Mets have been outscored by 28 runs. Washington are minus 51. Miami are actually only minus 21. Shows baseball can be a cruel and weird sport. Right? Miami lose a lot of close games. So, uh, so Atlanta have a two and a half game lead. I do think the Mets are done. 
I don't think, I do think these things are pendulums and stuff, but New York and the Mets are so negative to begin with. And they expect the worst. They got the worst. It's almost like uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. DeGrom, I don't think DeGrom's coming back. Is he coming back? And, is, and if he does, he gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? They're, you know, they got to play the Dodgers still this week on the West Coast. I think the Mets are in trouble. They're four and a half back right now. Listen, if they can salvage this and keep it at this, at this rate, they have a chance going into September. But if they fall six and a half, seven, it's lights out, Mr. Met. Um, so Atlanta's got a two and a half game lead on Philadelphia. Philadelphia have more talent than Atlanta do, but Atlanta just sort of find a way to win. And Philadelphia find a way to sputter. So I trust Atlanta more. We've got Atlanta at plus 340 to win the division, and we've got Philadelphia at plus 390. I could have taken the Mets and just kicked back and said, all right, we're getting the plus money, and I guess I still could now. Even though, listen, the Mets are pretty high now at plus four, uh, what is it, plus uh, plus 480 for the Mets now. Plus 480. But I don't think the Mets are going to win a division. And the National League West, there's just like a holding pattern. San Francisco win every night, L.A. win every night. Except San Francisco have the four-game lead. And they only play each other three more times this year. So the Dodgers don't control it. Yeah, they need San Francisco to stumble. And, man, we see every team stumbles. These guys don't. The San Francisco Giants are like the dude. They're like Andre the Giant, man. Like, it's a good comparison. The, The San Francisco Andre the Giants. Like, they are Giants. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the San Francisco Giants, like, having a drinking. Like, you're trying to out drink these guys. It's like, listen, we're going to the bar with these guys. These guys think they're tough and they can out drink us. It's like, all right, let's see what happens. And we're the Dodgers and we're just slamming them back. Like, you know what I mean? We're slamming them back and we look up and we're like, man, this guy's got to be under the table by now. And there's Andre the Giant laughing at you. Like the San Francisco Giants, they, they, they haven't had that, like, meltdown. Even like a week meltdown or a two-week melt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just hasn't happened. I still think it will. I think the Dodgers are going to win a division. I think San Francisco, it'll it'll happen at like a weird time for them. It'll be like September the 17th or something, and then boom. They're going to lose like five or seven games. Like, it'll just be like, oh, man, just like that, we just lost the lead. Right? I, I, I still believe in the Dodgers to win this division. But the problem is... I can't say there's value in taking a team that's four games back at minus 105. You can't. San Diego are now 65 to 1 to win a division. So, like like I said, I, I do believe in the Dodgers still. And I still think the Dodgers are going to the World Series. Listen, we de- and, and not to discount Milwaukee... And we don't talk about Milwaukee because whatever. Milwaukee are 22 to 1 right now to win their division. Minus 2,200. Yet we did bring up the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds are lingering right now on San Diego in a big time way. Uh, they're a game and a half back right now. They're a game and a half back of San Diego in the wild card standings. And it's hard to fully buy into the Cincinnati Reds. 
And now that Tatis is back, you figure that San Diego will go on a little bit of a run eventually. One thing about Colorado, they're a play-on team at home, man. These guys are a good home team. All right, but and as we mentioned, St. Louis, St. Louis are only four back in the wild card. They're four back of San Diego, Cincinnati. Let's take a look at what does Cincinnati have coming up here? I don't fully buy into Cincinnati. You know, they're, they're, they're too inconsistent. But, but they've got the Cubs. They've got the Cubs. And, uh, of course, who they're playing. And they've got the Marlins coming up. Man, they could do they could do some damage here. Who do they have after that is the question. Because if they could, they could follow this up, they could go on a little bit of a run here. As we stated, listen, Tatis is back. You know, Sandy. I believe in San Diego more than Cincinnati. I will tell you that. I believe in, I, I believe in San Diego more than I believe, uh, believe in the Reds. But I give credit to the Reds. They're, they're lingering. After Miami, they get Milwaukee. Then they get Miami. Then they get St. Louis. Then they get Detroit. Then they get the Cubs. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Looks like, um, I don't know, maybe Conor McGregor's on a bender right now or something. Looks like he's tweeting away. I don't know, like this, he's getting into it with, with Usman. Um, Usman's basically laughing at him. Like, that's the thing that Conor doesn't realize, like, at this point. Like, like it, dude, like, why? He's tweeting pictures of him knocking Aldo out and stuff. Dude, Aldo's winning fights now. Aldo went on with his life. You're living in the past. And... And it's it's just like he he's, he talks oh like Usman's scared of him yeah 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 of course he is like bro everyone's scared of you Connor what, like dude you're like the easiest mark in the business now everyone makes money and they beat you uh, you're, it's like you're like a WWE mark it's like I'll, I'll do it I'll fight him I'll fight him things are getting so bad Rampage Jackson wants a piece of him now <laughs> I think Rampage and Connor should fight actually I approve. I sanction this. If I'm the commissioner, Commissioner Morenci sanctions this fight, but under one condition. Rampage Jackson's allowed to use his chain. Rampage is allowed to use the chain, dude, to make up for the age difference. See, that's fighting, Matthias. That'd be a see, like that's that's see, that's smart promoting. I, I I should start my own fight league, but we allow weapons, but like handicap, like you know what I'm saying? 
and sort of like, listen, this guy, you're a lot better. Than, he's a lot older than you, and this guy, you know, but he's allowed to, like, use brass knuckles. You're not. <laughs> Sick, if you can beat him with brass knuckles, we'll give you a bonus. I'd watch. Who wouldn't want to see, like, Rampage choking Connor with a chain? Like the junkyard dog. No, I would. Late night anger management class. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.